Hey listeners, today we're bringing you a preview from a series we think that you'll really enjoy. It's called Married to Death, and it's from My Life of Crime with Erin Moriarty. Erin is an Emmy Award-winning reporter and longtime correspondent on 48 Hours, but you might already know that. In Married to Death, the new six-part series from My Life of Crime, Erin is revisiting one of the most interesting cases that she's ever investigated. In May of 2017, then 68-year-old Raynella Leith went on trial for the third time for the murder of her second husband, David Leith, in a Knox County, Tennessee courtroom. She has always claimed David committed suicide. How did Raynella Leith, who had been amongst the elites of Knoxville as a hospital nursing director and wife of a county district attorney general, end up here? Join Aaron for a look back at Renella Leith's case in Married to Death from My Life of Crime with Aaron Moriarty. Here's a look at the first episode of the series. A quick note. This six-episode miniseries revisits one of the most interesting cases I've ever investigated, the prosecution of Raynella Leith for the murder of her husband, David. Though this series first aired in 2017, the case still lingers in my mind to this day. Knox County 911. Help me! Help me! Ma'am, where are you? Please help me! Every case has twists and turns. Every single case does. But few cases have the twists and turns that take you aback. Underneath that very respectable surface, it seems like everything's rotting to the core. When you have success, sometimes that makes people more interested in your downfall. I'll just say we waited for the autopsy. And what did the autopsy say? Homicide. I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 Hours, and this is Married to Death. Get ready to hear about such an unusual case. We need six episodes to tell it all. This is the story of Raynella Lee, and her case begins like so many others do, with a call to 911. On March 13, 2003, this frantic call came into the sheriff's office in Knox County, Tennessee. A suicide. The call itself was not unusual. Okay, where is your husband? Where is your husband? But the death of 57-year-old David Leith would turn out to be no ordinary suicide. been drunk out of. Gentleman's laying in a bed, covered up with blankets and covers. Fingers are cold and turning stiff, but I checked the toes. toes still feel this is the voice of the lead warm. detective, Perry Moyers, that day, as he walks into the dead man's bedroom. Laying on the bed, guns laying Beside him, there's to be an old coat. Look right, look right here. Here's another hole. He's fired more than once. There has been more than one. Look right here, right into the bed, right where the gun's laying. There's also a shot into the bed, which is a little suspicious in itself. Another detective questions Raynella, who found him. When when you when you opened the bedroom door and you went in, you said you touched him. Okay. Calm down. It's okay. All right. Yeah. Take your deep breath. Take your deep breath. I understand. I was 
Rainella was telling the police that he'd committed suicide. That's Beth Roberts, David's cousin. But is it impossible? I mean, it's not uncommon for men in their 50s. Well, I'll just say we waited for the autopsy. And what did the autopsy say? Homicide. We're going to Knoxville to solve a mystery that continues to baffle the best investigators and legal minds in the state. This is a case that has pitted a daughter against her stepmother, raised questions about a county's judicial system, and has forever tarnished the reputation of the mysterious woman at its center. We begin in a Knox County, Tennessee courtroom on a morning in May 2017. All rise. We say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, The high-profile trial is beginning. Sixteen jurors are in the courtroom, but only 12 of them will end up deciding Raynella's fate. Senior State Judge Paul Summers presiding. I was an appointed senior judge by the Tennessee Supreme Court. Most every case that I try is uh, somewhat controversial. And this one's controversial because of the woman sitting in front of him in the defendant's chair. Ms. Leith, just like anybody else who's charged in a criminal case, is innocent until proven guilty. Raynella Leith is the one who made that frantic 911 call back in 2003 reporting her husband's suicide. And now more than 14 years later, she's in court on trial for his murder. And what makes the case interesting is that she is anything but the usual suspect. She's a woman in her late 60s, this elegant, tall, gray-haired grandmother and mother, the last person you would suspect of being a diabolical murderer. She was born Raynella Large. She married a Dossett, and then she married a Leith. So she's got a long name when you throw it all together. Such a Southern name. Diane Fanning, who wrote a book about Raynella's life titled Her Deadly Web, is one of the dozens of writers and journalists drawn to this trial like moths to a flame. You can feel the Spanish moss dripping off the story. And that's very much like this. There is the gentility of Raynella Dossett Leith. So many of these people in the community that are professionals, and underneath that very respectable surface, it seems like everything's rotting to the core. It made me want to learn more. And every time I turned a page in this story, there was something more to learn. The courtroom is packed with journalists like me, spectators, and family members like Beth Roberts, David Lee's cousin, who went to the trial every day. And what was your first impression of Raynella? She fills up a room. I mean, that's the first thing, is that uh, she was very pretty. Beth told me that she first met Raynella 24 years ago, soon after she had married David. I said to my mother I thought he had hit the jackpot with this girl because she was so pretty. 
and so interesting. And when she talked to you, it was like you were the only person in the room and she was terribly interested in what you had to say. Both of them had been married before. Raynella's first husband, Ed Dossett, had died just six months earlier and happened to be her new husband's best friend in a small town. Those details don't go unnoticed. They were happy to be able to have this little romantic scandal to talk about. And oh, some of Dave's friends were merciless. They would not cut him any slack. They gave him a hard, hard time about it, but it was more in a good-natured way. Although that was accompanied by a little bit of concern that he was moving too fast. But by most accounts, it was a love match. David Leith was the handsome barber in town. Raynella, the attractive widow with a large home and farm, left to her by Ed Dossett. She had her own thing going on. It's not like she needed a husband. I mean, she, you know, she was a very attractive, very well-read woman. I would imagine she would have been a catch for any band. Unlike her two husbands, Raynella wasn't from Knoxville. She grew up 25 miles away in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. That's the town high up in the Smoky Mountains, best known for the Manhattan Project. Larger reactors were built at the Clinton Engineering Works near Oak Ridge, Tennessee. She grew up among the children of the elite group of scientists who developed the atomic bomb. Stone and Webster built a city, eventually the fifth largest in Tennessee. And even among the elites, Diane Fanning told me, Raynella stood out. So she was well-educated, and yet in this environment, she still stood out as an excellent student. She was in the physics club, in the chemistry club. She was a student that teachers noticed and noted. Then I talked to some people who knew her in high school who were absolutely shocked. And the woman they knew in high school could not have been where she is now. It was at East Tennessee State University that Raynella met Ed Dossett. She was 21 years old when they married in February of 1970. He brought her home to Knoxville, where he went to law school, and she worked as a nurse in a hospital in town. Raynella was such a confident woman. And she would walk into a room, and it was like you knew she was there. She had presence. And I think that Ed was really drawn to that. She was taller than the average woman. She held herself with pride. And there was something like having her by his side that made him proud indirectly. She just was exactly what he was looking for, even though he didn't know it till he found her. They soon became Knoxville's power couple. They were successful. Her husband was elected district attorney. He was respected. She was the director of nursing. But Knoxville was, and is at its heart, an old-fashioned Southern town. She has a strong personality. And Josh Hedrick, a 37-year-old local defense attorney, says Raynella's manner put a lot of people off. When you have success, sometimes that makes people more interested in your downfall. They want to see a successful person fall. Diane Fanning agrees. People are looking for a crack or a flaw. When things are suspicious, it sticks with them harder and they hold on to it. 
The resentment towards Rainella simmered even more after Ed Dossett suddenly died on his farm in 1992. Investigators concluded he had been trampled by his own cattle after they found him in a field with hoof marks on his clothes. And Rainella's marriage to his best friend, David Leith, just six months later, didn't help matters. And then, on March 13, 2003, there was that call to 911. If you're curious to know how Rainella Lee's case ends, you can hear the rest of the episode right now on My Life of Crime with Erin Moriarty. It's available on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts.